Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, hi, and welcome. I am your host, Emma Gunnar-Wardner, and in my nearly 20-year career as a beauty and health writer, I have interviewed a lot of people, supermodels, entrepreneurs, authors, celebrities, and doctors, and many of these conversations had a real impact on me, and I'd come away feeling inspired, excited, informed, and really empowered, and at the back of my mind, I'd always think, I wish I could just publish the tape so people could really feel that conversation. Well, on this podcast, you get to feel the conversation. I talk with experts, guests, and a few friends who I hope will inspire, inform, and empower you, and maybe also challenge you, whether you're looking for self-help, self-improvement, beauty advice, health insights, business know-how, or just some good old-fashioned life advice and a bit of a laugh. It's all here. Welcome to the show. My guest in this episode of the podcast is making a very welcome return to the show. It is my friend and colleague from the beauty industry, the brilliant Alice Hart Davis, who came on the show previously to talk about her book, The Tweakment's Guide, which is, God, I mean, that is a book that covers every single cosmetic procedure that you could possibly think of, why it works, how it works, who potentially to go and get to do it. It's a really wonderful beauty Bible. And this book that she that we are talking about today is Start With Skincare, the treatment guide Start With Skincare, because you can have injectables, you can have non-surgical cosmetic treatments, you can have surgical cosmetic treatments. But ultimately, if you're not looking after your skin with the right skincare for you, then it might not really be worth that investment because everything, as she says in the book, it starts with skincare. So there are so many things that make that complicated though, like you can get caught up in marketing speak or you can think that because something works for someone else that it's going to work for you. And what Alice does in this book is she gives you the most brilliant breadth of knowledge and really shares her expertise in everything to do with skincare, whether it's because you want to uh, soften or reduce your wrinkles, whether you want to deal with rosacea or treat acne, or maybe you want to minimize pigmentation. She really does very clearly set out the products that will really help you and help you incorporate them into your daily life as well, because that's the most expensive thing. And we also talk about things like, do you get what you pay for? Should skincare be expensive? And we bust a ton of myths around beauty and we talk about skincare as medicine. It's fascinating and she is very fascinating. She's also one of the most generous and kindest people that I am lucky enough to call a friend and colleague. So I'm so glad to have her back on the show. The links to Alice 
will obviously be in the show notes, as will the link to that brilliant book, The Treatment's Guide, Start With Skincare, which is available now. And also, if you want to explore a little further, if you want to see case studies, if you want to see before and afters, if you want to see conversations with cosmetic surgeons, estheticians, dermatologists, head to the tweakmentsguide.com because Alice really has created something so wonderful in that space. I find it the easiest thing to recommend to people if they are asking me questions about tweakments or any kind of cosmetic surgeries because I have full faith in what Alice is saying and the research that she does and the people that she gets to speak to and that she gets onto that website. If she says that somebody is the best at doing something, I totally believe her and she is always right. I I think she's phenomenal and her knowledge is incredible. So we're going to unpick so much skincare cosmetic treatment so so much in this conversation so please do join me in welcoming back alice hart davis onto the emma gunn show alice hart davis welcome back to the podcast how are you hey it's good to be here so nice to be talking to you and you are i have to say i know listeners you can't see this alice put on a cracking bright red lipstick for me <laughs> I did, I did, which I know is ridiculous before a podcast, but it's that kind of getting yourself into the um, the mental space, mm. for, uh, an upbeat chat. Not that I don't ever have an upbeat chat with you. <laughs> no, this is true. It's always, it could always go on for hours. Yeah, yeah. But let's focus. Let's yes, focus. let's focus. Thank you onto your lovely show. Well, also, this is your three-peat, as I like to Ooh, call it. So you have been on the show now three times and previously you came on, the first time you came on the podcast was to talk about the treatments guide, Mm -hmm. which was your encyclopedic book all about every kind of tweakment there is out there. And the reason you are able to write so brilliantly about tweakments and cosmetic aesthetic treatments is because you, in your own words, have been a guinea pig for what over 20 years now. I have been trying them out. I've been writing about them, yeah, since the late 90s and trying them out. I was a bit cautious about starting, but yes, I'd say for very nearly 20 years. Um, experimenting um, often in the best hands. So I've had an easy ride with it. But some of it, yeah, some of it's been quite a learning curve. And 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 some people kindly say, I do these things so that they don't have to. But, you know, it all, it all is just to try and educate people. It's, educate sounds a very sort of um, serious thing. But it's just to try and get across the information about what these procedures are, where they can help, what they can help with, and what might suit who. Because, you know, that's what people are always saying. Should I have this done? Should I have that done? Thing? I don't know, particularly if I don't know them and I don't know their face. Also, I'm not a doctor. You know, you need to find a great practitioner, get some good advice. But anyway, yeah, that's treatments. <laughs> and it is important. Uh, you mentioned there about educating. And it does seem to be or it is a little bit of a missing piece. Sometimes it's just a case of, oh, I want my eyebrows lifted. So I'm going to go and get an injectable. And then the appointment's booked and the procedure is perhaps performed. But actually, there should be a little bit more in the middle oh, of that, shouldn't there? Goodness, yes. Yeah, I mean, the scary thing about it all in the UK, and this is often the whole medical aesthetics area, which I call treatments because that sounds a bit friendly, but it is medical. It's medical cosmetic procedures. It is um, desperately under-regulated mm. in the UK. So that means there's an awful lot of people offering these procedures who really shouldn't be because they don't have adequate training and experience. 
A, in how to do it well and B, in how to manage it if it goes wrong. You know, a lot of people will say you just need to find a medically qualified practitioner and that's fine. That's a good starting point. But you also want them to be really well trained in aesthetic medicine and the techniques and the machines and the products, which there's no requirement to be well trained before you start using these things. Then to have a lot of experience because that's where you learn to do it well. And then uh, you you also need them to know how to manage complications because things can go wrong, do go wrong. I get a lot of questions in about this the whole time, which which is deeply upsetting. All my um, pals who are great practitioners up and down the country, they spend a lot of their time correcting other mm. people's work. Um, and ideally, you then want somebody who has an aesthetic eye. So um, they won't just, if you go in saying, I want a shot of something to freeze my wrinkles here or there or whatever they'll say well actually let's look at your whole face and think whether this is a sensible thing to do and what's bothering you and why and take a much more considered approach to it because if your friend is looking great and you say what's gone on and they said oh I had toxin injections um, which damp down muscle activities so limit the movement and they look great and you think, oh, I'd like that. But it may not be that your face moves in the same way that theirs does and that maybe you'll be better off with something else if you want to go and spend that time and effort and money on procedures. So it's it's tricky and people think because it's quite easy to find these treatments now that they sort of roughly know what they do. They'll just go off and get it done. But I, I'm incredibly keen that people should learn what these procedures are what they involve it's all the slightly boring stuff that people think oh safety safety yada yada and it's too it's too much an obvious tactic to sort of bounce them into sort of scary stories about these things of shock or what can go wrong because that puts people off doing it altogether but you want to see there's a lot of great work available out there but you need to educate yourself around this whole topic so that you know what you're getting into, um, what could go right, what could go wrong, and all of that. And it's it's difficult to steer people through a kind of middle line on that. But people are more curious now. They know there's information out there. I've tried, you know, I've had this website where I put out a massive information and film treatments and stuff just to see this is how it goes this is what it looks like often people will look at the before and after pictures and say well that's not much of a result well this isn't a full facelift this is a subtle tweak you know Mm. there's a difference the person seems to be happy with what's been done the practitioner can talk you through the kind of things you'll expect so it's sort of learning all of those things and often you know stop me i'm going on too much no 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 because I will go on about this. Um, but people often seem to think that if they step near uh, an aesthetic doctor or nurse or dentist or surgeon, they may instantly be turned into some kind of freak because we've all seen pictures of bad work on famous faces, particularly, or, you know, increasingly you'll see people at the hairdressers. Well, you probably won't see them at hairdressers now, but, but you know, you'll, you'll see people around and you look at their face and ooh, something strange going on there the eyebrows counted up too much the cheeks are too puffy those lips oh what's going on with the lips and so people worry that 
if they even engage at all with these procedures, that's what they will look like. But, you know, if you go to a great practitioner who will do thoughtful, sensible work that's appropriate for your face, it should just be an enhancement, mm. um, not about turning you into something you're not. Um, though, you know, there's very distinct markets in this, depending on if you are older, say over 40, it's usually about tackling and reducing the signs of aging, <laughs> propping things up. But there's a huge market among the younger demographic who want enhancement, beautification, as they call it. So they want the bigger lips, they want the fuller cheeks, they want that sharper jawline. And, you know, it goes in with the big uh, microbladed eyebrows mm. and the eyelash extensions, and it's a look, it's a fashiony thing. They have no hesitation about stepping up to this stuff. But um, two very different approaches to it. But a, a great practitioner will steer anybody in the right direction on all of this. It's why uh, the the people that I tend to gravitate towards, and one of the reasons I like Tracy Mountford is I have no, Dr. Tracy Mountford, that is, if I, I have no doubt that if I went to her and said, Tracy, would you give me a muscle relaxant treatment? I have no doubt that if she, she would say to me, come back next year. I really do think she would do that. She would, she would totally. And she's got a whole gang of practitioners in there working with her who are all absolutely of the same mind and what I used to love going in there for treatments over the years you know you look around just have a sneaky look around around the waiting room again not now but they would have a big waiting room where there are lots of ladies waiting and mostly ladies you also get men going in there but they all looked really good and so do all her practitioners and nurses you know if you go into a clinic and you see the nurse looks a bit scary, a bit overdone, the, the receptionist, um, you know, that, that starts to ring alarm bells for me. But Tracy's lot, yeah, they all look just lovely. But they've probably had a bit of help, but yeah. they still look really lovely. It's like hairdressers. If you sit outside a hairdresser and for a couple of hours and watch people come out, you get a real sense very quickly of what kind of hairdresser that is. So if you go and sit outside a hairdresser in Chelsea, you will see exactly the sort of very similar hairdos come out. It's the same for aesthetic practitioners. I hadn't really thought about that. Though I would hope they um, they don't have a one-size-fits-all sort of face that they're imposing <laughs> on people. Good ones. They will make them look like themselves any more so rather than shooting horning them into a template you know it is worrying when you see uh remember way back i would go into cafes around knightsbridge and whatever and there was a gang of uh young school mums um at another table and i was in a corner booth and i could sort of snoop at them a bit and they all look really remarkably similar and i, bit, I started thinking you all go to the same doctor don't you <laughs> but i couldn't go and ask of course <laughs> i wish you had <laughs> not brave enough uh, some of our friends would go and ask but anyway yeah oh yeah yeah we all know who would go and ask um have you ever actually just before we crack on yeah. have you ever been in a situation you are the guinea pig you have been a guinea pig for a long time yeah. have you ever been in a situation where you've gone to a clinic or you've gone to a practice and they've gone to go and do something 
on you, with you, and you've every fiber of your being is telling you to run out. And the reason I ask this is because very early on in my career, and it was not an injectable or an invasive procedure, but very early on in my career, I was invited to a salon for a relaxing treatment. And when I walked in, she said, oh, I've got just the thing. And it involved me stripping from the waist down, being hosed down with cold water and then having like jelly put from my waist all the way to my tips of my toes. Then I had to step into two bin bags. Yeah. And then I was put into one of the, it looked like a sunbed, but it was like a human Breville sandwich toaster for 45 minutes. And it was a, it was a cellulite treatment, (laughs) which wasn't particularly relaxing. And I knew right from the off I should run, but I couldn't out of politeness. Yeah. Being hosed down with, with, with cold water is really horrid. Yeah, I've had that done once. Um, <laughs> what, what, once, or, once or twice, though, I'm, I'm instantly now thinking of a haircut where oh, it yeah. was someone who was too young, too cool, uh, I should have known, and he picked up a big lock of hair at the back and just sliced into oh. it. I was going to say no, but it's too late now. And he, okay, you have to carry on. But with... with treatments um i used to go to different doctors for botox the whole time just because they all work slightly differently i wanted to see what they all do the kind of look they create and there was one guy who i was persuaded to go and see because he had a particular doe eye look that he would uh, create and it was a scruffy clinic where you know it looks quite smart at the front um, even if this was central London but it all gets a bit shambolic around the back and the, the back room there's a n- very scruffy little treatment couch and when he did come in and pull on the gloves and start sort of pushing around my face to sort of see what he was going to treat you know he'd been smoking um, you know you can smell it quite strongly through the gloves and yeah. just think oh yeah <laughs> but don't like this didn't like his attitude he didn't ask me very much about what I was looking for and I think well fair enough he's going to do whatever he you know this 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 look is it was a few jabs here and there and when it began to settle in about 10 days two weeks I really weird it was hard, it was hard to, I, I, I didn't know what it was meant to do it was meant to open up the eyes in a particular way but it was just you only had to look in the mirror and think oh no odd 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 <laughs> and obviously odd and I remember going to a press launch a week or so after that and, and our, our, our mutual friend Nadine Baggett was there. Oh, God. Like, She'll point it out. And she said, did you go and see so-and-so? And I was like, yeah. And she said, yep, he did it to me too. And then we had a bit of a laugh. But um, it, there's somewhere I should have known that it was, well, or maybe I should have known, but I was so keen to have the procedure done. There was one which it was a toxin alternative. And um, it, I'd, I'd been bothering the surgeon who had introduced it to the UK for nearly a year, saying, I want to do this. I want to write about it. He said, wait till I've done my trial group. You know, wait till I know what I'm doing with this, which is very good and correct of him. It involved plugging a, a sort of three pronged device into the side of the head, a device with six millimeter sort of needles. So those across the path of the nerve. Ems is looking quite unwell on the. On My the buttocks feet. are clenched. Um, and then passing liquid nitrogen through those those prongs, not into the into the the head, obviously, just into the prongs to super cool them. So it froze a chunk of the nerve to death. So the nerve's dead. You can't lift. 
you can't communicate with the muscles. Um, and I hadn't really thought it through because it was being much touted as a as, as a toxin alternative, you know, three months of, of, of not being able to move your forehead. But I hadn't realized that obviously it was a, it was an all or nothing if it worked um, and it did on one side and not on the other. The whole brow came squashing down. I couldn't, you know, couldn't get my contact lenses in without lifting up my eyelids physically. And um, when I saw a surgeon friend shortly afterwards and said, hey, look what I've tried now. Wasn't that silly? He was really very angry with me and said, that's stupid. That's permanent nerve damage. Um, and I said, but it's going to regrow. And he said, how do you know it's going to regrow? And I said, um, because I, I read it in the marketing materials. No. He just just said, shook his head and wandered off. And I felt pretty stupid. But it did it did regrow and it's fine. But but that's the kind of thing you think I should have waited. It is silly to jump in with these treatments. And I but I didn't have any hesitation at the time because I was so convinced I wanted to try it. But obviously I've learned from things like that, I like to think. And now when people are constantly saying, Well, you've got this new amazing laser which will do this, that, and the other. We want to have a go at your jawline. And <laughs> you said to me, well, yeah, but my jawline's okay, actually. Thank you. And 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 what do you think it's going to do? And they just they just want to demonstrate it. And I say, well, could we demonstrate it on somebody who it's a bit more appropriate for? And they say, no, no, it's really important. We demonstrate it on you. And you think, well, I think that isn't going to happen. So like you say, when, well, I think this is when we were chatting earlier, you, you do get better at saying no as you get older but um I still find it quite difficult sometimes mm, yeah yeah no that's interesting and then you came you came on right smack in the middle of lockdown to really talk about what to do if you are already very much on that tweakment path and you couldn't get to see your practitioner and what that really <laughs> meant so that was that was really helpful but we're we're chatting today because you have another book out woman I do. You write really, and no book is is top line, but your books are so thorough. Like they would make me have a, a conniption. Absolutely. Oh, this one, this one was so difficult to write, which which is ridiculous because I've been writing it for like years and years. I I, I did these um, books with my my daughters when they were young teenagers. So ten years ago and eight years ago, and then after that, I thought now I must do. A skincare book for grown-ups but I couldn't um, find a publisher who was interested and you know and I was busy enough doing other things and I would sort of push it along slowly a bit here and there and then became obsessed with doing the treatments book two or three years ago whenever it was so it's been put aside so it's been sitting around and yet you know how fast skincare moves mm. uh, you you've been in this industry for as long as I have and and, and all the things you think you know somehow morph and evolve. And so whenever I would pick up this book and have another go at it, I would have to completely redraw things. And also, you know, because because we, we have this amazing access to experts, dermatologists, um, formulators, you know, brand founders, and meeting all of them, you learn so much and you realize you've constantly got to be updating your ideas about it can't be what you thought 10 years ago that is that that is the truth you know so much in this area is a matter of opinion and trying to sift these opinions and work out 
you know, th- th- there isn't one fundamental truth in it. I think Inga was talking about this as well. Yeah, she's done her brilliant book mm. um, as, 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 as well on, on skincare and trying to point out that there are no hard and fast and easy answers on things. It's all gradations of whatever will suit a person and their skin and how their genetic makeup impacts on that and their lifestyle and what it is that they're wanting to change in their skin because we all seem to be wanting to change things in our skin the whole time and um what was your original question i'm sorry i'm running <laughs> no no that's okay so this book is the treatment guides but it's start with skincare and it's what you really yeah. need to know about looking after your skin and yeah. You quite rightly said something there, which and it always makes me feel a pang of guilt because I spent 10 years just reading the press material, the marketing material. And so every time I went to an event or a launch and I heard about this latest wonder ingredient, I bought it at Line and Sinker because I actually didn't have the fundamental understanding of skincare ingredients to be able to to measure it against anything so every time I was told about a wonder ingredient I just bought it I was like oh yeah well, that sounds amazing and it was but, only when I went freelance and started hanging out with people like Caroline and Dean and I would say things and they would be like bitch what <laughs> <laughs> but but you know you were working for a magazine where what was required of you was to do exactly that. Mm. You know, the advertisers would not have thanked you for questioning any of their <laughs> You know, I've had, had the, the, the fun and liberty of working for newspapers who didn't early on, um, you know, 20 years ago. They didn't used to take advertising from these companies. They do now. It makes it all a little bit more complicated. But um, therefore, you're supposed to go and question things. But then you soon find everybody says something different. Um, but also, it's really interesting to hear you say that because I had a pang of pure jealousy. I remember being on a bus journey somewhere stuck in traffic with newbie hands, fabulous newbie hands. Beauty, Love newbie. Supreme, um, who, and she would say, well, the thing was, I was researching this piece about vitamin C and then she reeled off all the people she'd spoken to around the world. And I thought, oh, if only I had the time of a monthly magazine schedule to do all these things. I'm usually told i got to get it done by four o'clock. So it's a necessary compromise between who you can reach and what you can scrabble together in that time. Um, but it is, it is just so fascinating. And what and why why it's a you know because it would seem to be odd to have a, a skincare book in a, in my treatments guide kind of series but um i get so many questions about skincare from people who are also considering treatments and i know uh, all the doctors nurses surgeons will tell people first before they engage with any cosmetic procedures what they need to do is get their skin in great condition because it will respond better to the the treatments and it will be better in itself because they may be doing more kind of structural treatments like filler deep in the face or um, laser to tighten up the fabric of the skin but they want the skin itself to be to be healthier I, I did a great chat with um, Dr Stephanie Williams for um, I like her very much the other week she, she's fab and she was saying she was trying to talk to doctors in in that um, chat to explain how it would benefit all of them to take a more holistic uh, approach to um, aesthetic medicine by which she meant not just um, injecting things to pump up the face or to freeze it but 
first she will deal with any skin health issues. So, you know, if there's rosacea, if there's acne, mm. she will tackle that. And then she will look at skin quality, improving that in whatever way she can with medical grade sort of cosmeceutical skincare. And then um, she will consider what else she might do injectables wise. So if people come in and say, I want filler, I want toxin, she will say, yeah, right. But first I have to do this. And I said, do they take that? And she said, of course, because they can see the benefit. Um, and also once they've spent a few weeks on her super high grade, uh, relevant, well-formulated products, um, they can see the change in their skin and they think, right, this doctor knows what she's doing. Also, she's a proper dermatologist. Therefore, they will have respect for what she's talking about with her skin. I say proper dermatologist because dermatologist isn't a protected term in the mm. UK. So, there's a lot of people, particularly on Instagram, who call themselves dermatologists when they're not. Though, you know, it's confusing because if you look up Stephanie on the GMC website, you won't find her there as a dermatologist because she qualified in Germany. So that's um, where her sort of original qualification yeah, is. Yeah. Sorry, I can hear background noise. Is this OK? Tell me if I need to No, no, it's absolutely fine. So... Um, you, you mentioned something there about um, protected terms. So dermatology, it's the same with trichology as well, isn't it? Someone can say they're a trichologist. Yes, I don't know the detail on that. But yeah, um, dermatologists tell me crossly that trichologists are not doctors. Um, <laughs> because dermatologists, they also deal with the skin and the scalp is an extension of the skin of the face. So they tend to think that they should be treating hair problems. But yeah, trichologists are um, are usually fab, but yeah. But it's I not think- a protected term, so someone can say. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so the, one of the reasons I was so glad you wrote this book and why I'm so glad that we're having this conversation mm. is because um, any kind of tweakment should go hand in hand with a concerted effort to support your skin topically, right? Totally. And I, th- and I think sometimes the two almost get compartmentalised too far away from each other. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I, or because of having come into this whole beauty area largely through skincare, because, you know, although I was going to see these doctors and writing about that kind of stuff, overwhelmingly what the papers and magazines I was contributing I was contributing to, sorry, wanting was skincare stuff. So you use the stuff, you pile it on. I've grown up with thinking that skincare was a good thing to use. It had never crossed my mind not to. And yet I find a surprising number of people who come to talk to me or want a a sort of pre-consult about tweakments simply don't do skincare at all. Um, There was one lady who she was looking at some really quite expensive procedures, non-surgical stuff for the neck, but she got to an age, and this was back in the before lockdown when we could meet face to face, you know, you want to look at her neck and you think, actually, I hate to say this, but you should probably be thinking about a surgical lift because I can recommend five different types of thing you could do to tighten your neck, but I don't know those would give you the result that you want. So 58 minutes left on the clock. What shall we talk about? What about skincare? Um, and she simply said, I don't do skincare. 
And he, you're kidding. You're planning to spend all this money. Um, and she was quite up for doing a surgical lift, which is which is expensive. And then, and then I ended up in this ridiculous, uh, what felt ridiculous to me. I hope it was helpful to her. Sort of situation saying, OK, if I could persuade you to use one thing, just just one thing, would you do that if I could tell you this one thing would be sunscreen? It would be a moisturizing sunscreen. I think that's the most beneficial thing if she was going to do nothing else because it would hydrate your skin. It would protect it from UV light. Now it would protect you for the future. So it would stop existing damage getting worse. Um, it would stop damage in the future. And she was just about okay with that. <laughs> right. So if I could persuade you to a second thing, <laughs> could I do... Um, and it was interesting because... What was the I, second thing, Alice? What was the second thing? Well, I was torn between saying a cleanser because you really must cleanse and thinking I'm sure she has baths and showers and that would sort of, you know, Caroline would kill us for saying this, Caroline Harrens, that, 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 that you could <laughs> almost allow your bath or shower to be, to be cleansing. <laughs> um, but yeah, generally I would say to people, cleanse the next thing. Cleanse properly at the end of the day and preferably in the morning as well before you put on that sunscreen but then a retinoid at night um, something with either retinol or some other kind of vitamin a derivative because that will genuinely regenerate your skin it will help boost collagen it will take down pigmentation it will help normalize the skin cell turnover so it makes older skin behave like younger skin it makes younger oily skin less oily it stops the pores from clogging up so if you're prone to breakouts and stuff it'll it'll be helpful with that so that would really help you just if you cleansed and you used a moisturizing sunscreen and you used a retinoid at night but then probably if you're using a retinoid at night and you won't want to use it every night it might make your skin a bit dry in the initial stages so you might want a moisturizer <laughs> Uh, hasn't got to be a complicated moisturizer. Could be any old moisturizer, and um, and really, then I'd like um, them to be using an antioxidant serum in the morning, so vitamin C or other antioxidant, you know, because that's it's pretty basic. So there, there you would have antioxidant in the morning and a retinoid at night, moisturizer in between, cleanser for whenever. Um, but then you know you can go on from there. So. so she seemed to be reasonably accepting of these things. And I wrote her out a nice long list of it all and sent it through. But um, I should catch up and find out where <laughs> it went. But so with, you know, with the book, I've tried to... It, it, gets, it gets so complicated, and yet it shouldn't be complicated. You know, it should be not rocket science, even though, as you and I know from sitting through all those presentations, the ingredients, the, the scientific blather that we would get blathered with, it was so complicated um, and yet you need to keep your skin clean it would be great to exfoliate it a bit um, you need to protect it from uv light you need to keep it soft and supple with moisturizer maybe boost it with these antioxidants or peptides or whatever kind of that's it that that is plenty but this is all the whole book is explaining all the ins and outs around that and there's a lot of different products you know different price points in each of the categories but just when I started writing it all down, it just got longer and longer. And <laughs> I, you know, I was saying this to Caroline um, Harris on, on her, we did live last night. And looking at her book when it came out, um, I would just sort of burst out laughing because this thing where it's taken me three pages to explain something and she's got it like in a paragraph. <laughs> and then 
this thing, this, get the point. And you think, oh, <laughs> why couldn't I have done that? But this is a different sort of book, you know, and there are an awful lot of words. But I think for my audience, from the kind of questions they're always asking me online and in DMs and whatever else, I hope this will explain some of the nuance and some of the detail and, and just help to say not everybody can be right in this area at the time because one person will say you must do things this way you must use this type of products another will say absolutely not and you need to know what you need to know about this whole field in order to make up your own mind about what suits with you and whether you want if you want vegan stuff absolutely fine by me you know but if you want um, to set up various ways in which you decide what's right for you, but do understand why you're doing it, what these ingredients can do for you, um, because if you want better skin, which is why you've picked up a book like this, it's not that hard to do. I remember speaking to um, Ali Young, the queen of uh, yes, the queen of TV beauty, Ali Young, and she said, and she was obviously drawing quite uh, painting quite broad strokes, but she was saying. There seems to be fundamentally two types of uh, people when it comes to skincare, and there are those who enjoy the pampering element uh, element of it. So they um, are thinking about the textures, they like the ritual, and they like having nice things on their in their bathroom. So in terms of brands that immediately come to mind, I think Deckley or an Elemis, those sorts of things yeah. that are very yeah. lovely, high-end, luxurious, and feel really beautiful and do a lot of the thinking for you. They, yes. you know, the formulations are, uh, they take the thinking out, all you have to do is apply it and take your time. And then there's the other kind of, person when it comes to skincare who wants results and they will be drawn towards the active ingredients and they're looking to either delay or reverse the signs of aging the form mm. what the former does is it just essentially for the most part hydrates the skin and gets your uh, keeps the skin in the condition that it's the best condition that it's going to be in for your skin yeah totally but they're not exclusive and and you know i wouldn't ever dismiss the the lovely indulgent textured beautifully scented stuff you know mm. I, i'm where in the book i keep grumbling on about this one's got fragrance in it and it doesn't need to have mm -hmm. um because yeah i mean particularly over the last six months you know we've all been hugely aware of how important uh, skincare is a basic part of self-care and giving yourself that little bit of time to massage your face properly with some lovely slippy balm mm. like what Elemis you were saying that that Elemis what's it called balm cleanser I don't, I don't oh, know the I, cleansing balm is incredible rub it in your hands smell it and and just it can take you away from everything just for a minute same thing with baths, um, you know, the aromatherapy associates ones, those are my mm. long um, go to. They just are instant soothing in a in a jar um, body cream as well. Rubbing on a body cream, a very necessary, particularly if you get, get dry skin. But but it's that bit of uh, taking a time and um, bit of indulgence which is one of my seven rules of whatever I thought I'd do a seven rules of skincare in the in, in, in a sort of central bit in this thing and, and five of them are very much you know cleanse exfoliate whatever but but the last two are support uh, your skincare by lifestyle stuff mm. which has a massive impact on our skin 
Uh, and and so does the the indulge bit, which is the last one of of you know it's the masks, it's the facial massage, it's the having a bit of me time, downtime. You know, really important. Um, you know, an area I don't know enough about and haven't addressed in the book at all is the psychodermatology. Mm. You know, what we do and think and how we are and how that impacts our, our skin. Um, but it is it is really important. And so we ignore that at our peril, though I'm sure I could name a few dermatologists who would basically say slap on prescription strength for vitamin A. And then it absolutely doesn't matter what else you do at all. Um, so I think that's a bit reductive. But, uh, you know, you, you could do that. And that would be that could be fine in whatever you want to do within this thing and this book is just trying to show you where your options are and understand why you might be making those choices well that supports exactly what you're saying there are dermatologists who might say just use your prescription strength retinol but actually Mm. what you've done is you've outlined a way of understanding skincare so you can get the performance you can get the results but you can also enjoy it thank you good (laughs) yeah job done (laughs) <laughs> kind of what I was trying to do, but it's 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 so tricky and complicated. Writing it all down, um, stupid, obvious thing to say, but because everybody who who writes a book, um, they they tend to sort of say, "I had no idea that was going to take so long," and yet it all seems so straightforward at the beginning. You think this is the outline? I know what's got to say. What I've got to say, my brother was editing this I've self-published it again and I said to him this will just be a breeze compared to the treatments guide it'll be really straightforward it'll be half the length (laughs) it's got longer and longer and longer and he'd send drafts edits back saying um sorry this took longer than expected and I said it's not just me is it this is this is worse this is this is really horribly horribly complicated and he just mm, said yes but anyway, it's it's there. It's there. So the other thing that had really interested me recently, because I'd never I'd never considered this, and I can't remember who said it to me, but somebody said something that essentially there are those of us who go through life not really having to not really having looked after our skin because we're genetically blessed. So mm. we've never really been that thoughtful or engaged in what they're using topically they've just ticked boxes of what they thought they should be using and then they hit an age where their genetics start working against them or the combination and the culmination of lifestyle choices begins to show and lo and behold they feel like they they've got to start from the beginning almost and I feel as though this is where your book is incredibly helpful but if someone is in that in that position where they have reached a certain age, for example, and they're beginning to think, I can really see that I'm changing and I can really see the signs of aging. How long, realistically, do they have to apply the the tweakment skincare guide in order for them to begin to see results? And the reason I'm asking this is because I remember going to see a trainer years ago and her saying to me, to get the body you want is going to need consistency and these sorts of choices for five years. And I remember that was the biggest turn. Oh. I know, it was the biggest turn off ever. Terrible. I know. You can get results quicker than that. Of course. Of course. No, I know that now. And I guess she must have been talking about something, must have been thinking about a different after scenario than I was. But okay. <laughs> but it, it obviously it was quite demotivating. But if someone's listening to this and they're thinking, okay, I'm going to 
go for this and because I want to see my skin look different so that when I do start having tweakments I'm actually going to get more bang for my buck because my skin health is so good or better how Um, long well I'd I'd say give it six weeks I mean I mean just because a skin our skin is constantly renewing itself that turnover process in the skin is about four weeks in a, a young person, the older we get, the slower it gets. And so six weeks will give you a chance to see if the stuff you're using is actually making a difference. Um, also, it's a difficult thing to say to start a whole new regime, bam, like that, because some of these products are quite strong and you probably need to acclimatize to them, even some of the vitamin C types um you know l-ascorbic acid the main active in vitamin c that can be fine or quite challenging depending on your skin so maybe you don't want to whack into using that every single day from the start again with retinoids at the other end of the day um you need to build up slowly with retinol or with anything stronger a couple of times a week at first for a fortnight then three times a week but Nonetheless, by about six weeks, you should be seeing some sort of change. But it, it's probably going to require quite a bit of rethinking your approach. I, mean, I know what put, puts, by what, which I mean, you know, what puts people off is thinking they're going to have to spend hours in the bathroom and morning, night on some complicated old regime. But it, it's not really, you know, you cleanse your face, you dry it, you put on the vitamin C, you let that sink in, you know, while maybe you you get dressed or go make a cup of tea or whatever and then you maybe put on a moisturizer then you go for sorry got a thing popping in the top of the screen (laughs) um and then and then you put on your sunscreen so you know you've got two three steps um but you you need that time but that will help you sort of see um what the stuff can do you know vitamin c it will brighten your skin up in a month you know maybe you start maybe you take a slower approach you start with that for a while maybe you then start adding in exfoliating acids um i'm not a huge fan of trying to use acids every day because why you use exfoliating acids sorry for, for your excellent listeners who probably know all this but just in case they don't um they dissolve the bonds that are holding old dead cells onto the surface of the skin so um they will clear those away, leaving you with a fresher surface. They'll also hydrate the skin from within and give it that lovely kind of glow. And you get such a glow boost for the first time you start using particularly alpha hydroxy acids like lactic acid or glycolic acid. You tend to think, oh, wow, I want this. I want more of this. Um, And you want to use it a lot. Whereas um, it's, it's quite easy to overuse it, particularly if your skin isn't used to it. So many practitioners I speak to say they, they see this, people have got this sort of reddened, inflamed skin, and it's often because of over-enthusiastic use of strong ingredients. So I would keep the glycolic acid down to a couple of times a week. You know, you can use that in the evenings as an alternative to the retinoid. All these things will play in together in different ways to help make your skin that bit stronger, that bit clearer, that bit more radiant. But you, the other thing with, with skincare is you, you need to take it seriously. You need to use it like medicine, if, particularly if you're going to use these cosmeceutical products that, that really genuinely do have the ingredients in therapeutic doses, in lovely formulas, you know, great delivery systems to get them into the skin. They do have the power to change your skin. But you need consistency, going back to what your trainer 
was saying, and you can't just um, do it once a week. A lot of people like to use a gym analogy, don't they, with, with skincare. They say you can't just go to the gym once a month and leave it at that or once a week even. But I don't think it quite works with skincare because there's some things you should be doing every day and there's some things you maybe shouldn't. But consistency over time is really important. Um, and there's this peculiar sort of attitude. I don't know if it's a British woman's thing when it comes to skincare that on the one hand, you know, we believe almost anything that people will say, um, there's this incredible new cream that does all these things in one go, or all you need to do is have the Korean influencers 10-step regime, and we'll think, wow, this is the answer. This is the magic bullet. I want that. Um, so I'm sure you, you too must get so many questions about what's the best cream, what's the best product, and yet, at the same time, there's this massive scepticism, which is a very British thing, saying, well, I don't suppose that would work for me. Uh, <laughs> really do any good. It's all just hope in a jar, isn't it? And it's not these days. It's really not. Uh, and yet, so people on the one hand are desperate to have somebody say, yes, this is the answer. And yet they're reluctant to follow it through consistently enough to give it a chance to be the answer, even if it is for them the, the the right regime um or, or they or they say if given a wonder cream oh i only want to use a tiny bit of it because what if it made me look too young and you know fat dance that's an over-the-counter skincare product you can have a bath in that stuff it would not um <laughs> you know so on the one hand they'll imbue it with mysterious when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Powers, and on the other hand, they utterly disregard it. And, and, and then, then you get the... The, the attitude, tell, tell me, Ems, if I'm going on too much, but, but you, get the, you get people who say, well, if that stuff really worked, it would have to be reclassified as medicine. So it's only cosmetic because technically a cosmetic and skincare is classes cosmetic can only make a temporary change to the appearance. It can't make a physiological change to the skin. But that's ridiculous because even a really basic moisturiser will make a physiological difference to the skin. It will hydrate it. That's what it's there to do. And so then when you get into the complicated realms of vitamin A's or nice active vitamin C's, vitamin C's will stimulate collagen production. They'll reduce sort of the effects of pigmentation in, in the skin. Um, 
this stuff genuinely works. And, uh, you know, I ended up with long discussions with the, um, the MHRA unions who saying, so what can people claim? Who what are the can- MHRA, just for um, clarity? A regulatory authority. And the CTPA, who is the Cosmetics, Toiletries and Perfumery Association, who's like the industry body on this, saying, when people say this, what do they mean? Because obviously these products do work. We all sit through presentations at conferences where we see the effects where somebody has under control conditions, a double blind placebo controlled randomized clinical trial, use this skincare on half of their face or half of groups used it. And it has made an astonishing measurable difference to the collagen, the amount of wrinkling, the, the clarity of the skin, whatever. It's, it's measurable. So it is making a difference. So how can there, how can this be and it not be a medicine? And then when the answer comes down to kind of when, when this stuff is being sold, as long as you don't claim it's having a medical effect on the skin, you can sell it. And I say, well, what about these wrinkle busting creams? Even in the high street, it says, you know, reduces wrinkles and it's proven to reduce wrinkles. Isn't that a claim that should be regulated? And they say no, because wrinkles are not an adverse medical condition. Okay, so um, it's it's incredibly finicky and detailed and whatever, but basically the stuff does work. Mm -hmm. You need to use it consistently like medicine. You will see results. And if you don't, you go back to whoever advised you on this stuff and say, this doesn't seem to be doing the job. What else do you suggest? And they will have other ideas. And, um, you know, you you can change your skin just because you happen to have dry skin or skin that's prone to this or that doesn't mean you can't change it no you just need to know and be directed towards the thing that things are going to help and that's what the book is doing and this is actually really interesting because I do want to come on something you mentioned medicine and I think when you begin to think or when certainly in my with my consumer hat on when I think about um, a prescription level or a strong skincare product I begin to think expensive. And so do you get what you pay for? Is expensive skincare better than inexpensive skincare? Bad question. We could be here all day. Um, <laughs> sometimes, often, but not necessarily. Uh, sorry, that's a really annoying answer. Um, in I actually quite like it. Sometimes, often, but not necessarily. Because I think that does that actually does cover it. Sometimes and often. I mean, in, in the cosmeceutical skincare, you get the smaller brands who are really researching deeply into this area. They are coming up with fascinating um, new types of ingredient. There's a brand called Skin Better, Skin Better Science. They've got a product called Alpha Ret. It's a combination of um, an alpha hydroxy acid and a retinoid, not retinol, but another retinoid which are generally things you can't use together. Certainly you shouldn't put one on after the other in a regime, but they've fused this thing into an amazing um, skin regenerator. Works brilliantly. That is expensive. Or I'm going to have to get, I'm going to get you to send me the link to that so I can put it in the show notes for listeners. Or you get people like Medicaid. I love Medicaid. Mm. They've got this product called R-Retinoate, um, which is uh, a bioengineered retinoid molecule when I say retinoid I mean I mean something in the vitamin A family not retinol this is something stronger uh, which has been engineered to be many many times more powerful than retinol yet very gentle on the skin 
So you can use it if you've got sensitive skin. You can use it morning and night. It's um, adapted so that it doesn't break down in sunlight, which is why you usually shouldn't use retinol or retinoids in the morning. That is very expensive. When um, I did a live with Dan from Medicaid earlier in the year, sort of saying, you know, why is this stuff so expensive? I, I get so many questions about this. He gave a really good answer, which I can't remember fully, but it has involved so much in the way of research and the way it has to be transported and everything else so that is that is those are expensive and good but you also get really expensive stuff from a lot of the companies you know we know and love and have worked with over the years um who make widely available skincare which comes in beautiful packaging with elaborate advertising campaigns that have paid top models and spokespersons a lot for their time um and the product isn't actually that complicated inside you're kind of paying for everything else that goes around it and even when they will claim scientific sounding studies they're not really um as thorough as they claim so those are really selling more kind of hope and, and that's the kind of thing that puts people off from thinking that skincare is effective because they'll think i got this cream that was advertised by this famous actress and it didn't do much for me and you think well you can't blame all of skincare for that aspect of um expense but there are also i mean the dermatological prescription stuff i mean there's a couple of new services i'm sure there are more but the, the ones i know you've probably known too are dermatica mm-hmm. and is it skin and me yeah is slightly newer um where you know these are online services you log in you send them pictures of your face head on from the side they have a dermatologist a proper consultant dermatologist scrutinize those pictures um and you, you fill in lots of lifestyle whatever else medical questionnaires and provide you a prescription cream that they feel will be most beneficial to how your skin is now which will usually contain a very small amount of tretinoin and probably a bit of um in my case it's always a bit of hydroquinone which is the pigment busting one and they will mail that out to you in a in a neat little pump package and that will cost you £19.95 a month which is very very reasonable compared to everything else because so you use your cleanser and you use that at night and you use a sunscreen please always a sunscreen in the day um job done so that hasn't got to be as expensive True. And actually, Dermatica is really interesting because I remember Caroline spoke about them, I think, towards the end of last year. And um, I know a lot of people in the Facebook group have used it and have had incredible results because you've got an an expert looking at your skin, making, taking the the sort of hard work, the, the thinking out of it for you a little bit. Yeah, and you're doing that without having to go and spend £200 on a private dermatologist consultation. And and derms are quite hard to find because there aren't half as many per head of population in the UK as there are in other countries. Um, and for a lot of people who you know, wouldn't want to travel to a major city to have that done a year ago now can't or mm. certainly can't do that. There it is online. And you've got that resource. You know, If you've got problems with it, you're finding it hard to cope with, you can get back in touch with them and say... I'm finding this tricky. Am I using it too much of it? You know, all those all those questions that one always comes up with with a with a new product. You you you've got that backup, and if it's 
too strong, they can turn it down. If it's not producing the results, they can beef it up. It is so it can help you manage skin. And yeah, it, it's pretty fundamental stuff, vitamin A. It, it will work. Mm. Yeah. And like you say, it's about educating. And something like that, I think, is a really brilliant service because it does as you say, you're not having to pay the cost of going to see a dermatologist, but you're getting the benefits of having seen one. Um, yeah. Tell me a bit more about the seven rules of skincare okay. in the book. Because <laughs> um, I know it doesn't give up, honestly, listeners, this book is so thorough that sharing the seven rules does not in any way, it's not a spoiler. <laughs> There's so much in this book. Yeah, it sounds a bit formulaic, doesn't it? This book spent many years in my, in my, um, in the back of my confused being called the, the beauty rules and I kept thinking that's 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 wrong it's really wrong and I can't quite tell it's wrong anyway I think start with skincare is a better title but these rules these rules um and I, it's really annoying having rules because people think oh why should I have to follow all those rules but but these are just setting out a framework and I feel you know rules are always there to be broken aren't they but you need to know what they are and why they're there before you go and decide to break them so number one cleanse you need to cleanse your face you just do. <laughs> Your skin will benefit so much from a hygiene point of view and also a skin issues point of view. If particularly at the end of the day, you take the time to get everything off it, all the, you know, dirt, sweat, um, oil, bacteria, makeup, pollution, whatever. Uh, and ideally do that again in the morning. And then you've got nice, fresh canvas. Also, particularly if you're using um, if you're using active products of any sort, any products, they are not gonna sink into your skin half as well if you just slap them onto a dirty face that is covered in makeup oil bacteria or, mm -hmm. and all the rest which i mentioned just because some people seem to think it will or i think some friends find them their partners have a particular issue with not bothering to cleanse and then thinking they can just put on whatever in the evening and and so anyway that, that's a different conversation so cleanse exfoliate like I was saying earlier, I prefer a chemical exfoliation. Yeah, one because particularly as your skin gets older, scrubbing it, um, which I'm saying through gritted teeth, uh, it's too rough and it's too aggressive on the skin. It's not such a consistent thing. Also, we tend to think we need to scrub and rub away when when it should be more about polishing your skin. Yeah. But a chemical exfoliation will do that beautifully it will just dissolve those bonds that are holding the dead skin cells on whether you're using alpha hydroxy acids so like lactic acid glycolic acid polyhydroxy acids or um salicylic acid which is the one to use if you are remotely spotty or have a problem with congestion or like me oily center panel because that gets right into the cells as well as exfoliating the surface so but you don't need to do that every day you really don't uh, cleanse, exfoliate, uh, treat the skin, by which I mean not lavishing on indulgent treats, but um, using a treatment product. So that could be a vitamin C, it could be another antioxidant, it could be peptides, it could be a product to calm down your skin if you've got redness or rosacea, it could be retinoids, um, any of those. And and, and that, that section is quite heavy going. I think I've been absolutely amazed because some people have said, "Oh, I read your book. I read all of it last night." <laughs> it's not. It's not. I'm not sure it's a narrative. <laughs> but anyway, they were interested and got through the treatment section, which gets really into all the nitty gritty of what these active ingredients are, why you might want to use them, 
why you might want to use one compared to another. And then for each of these ingredients, you know, three high street or widely available products at differing price points and three sort of more specialized cosmeceutical products, again, at different price points, just to give you that kind of choice and give you some idea of where you might want to go. So that's the sort of treatment bit that comes after cleansing, maybe exfoliating, then um, moisturize because you know, we all need to moisturize or maybe it should have been called hydrate because we all need to hydrate our skin. And there's plenty of studies showing that moisturized, hydrated skin wrinkles more slowly than dry skin just does. So it it's a good long-term strategy to pack in the hydration, you know, hyaluronic acid serums or moisturizing creams, you know, what they all do, That that's all in that bit. And then um, protect, uh, you know, sunscreen. I, I'm, I'm a great advocate of sunscreen and why you need to use it the whole time. Though, again, confusingly, I have dermatologist friends who say, oh, you don't really need to bother with it in the UK in the winter. I think, well, that's, that's a really unhelpful thing to throw in when most people would very much benefit from protecting their skin from ultraviolet light because that is what causes most of the signs of aging in the face, you know, all the age spots, skin texture, mm -hmm. rough, um, general collapsing into wrinkles, loss of collagen, you know, it's, it's all been accelerated by the boring effects of ultraviolet light on the skin, not just strong sunshine, but, you know, which is UVB, more UVB with the, the um, shorter wavelength part of ultraviolet light that you get in hot summer sunshine, you know, it's UVA, which is present in daylight, any daylight, all year round. Even if you just have exposure to that sort of boring daily dose of daylight on, you know, dog walks or whatever, it stacks up over time, you know, it's small, but it adds up and it's really easy to protect against it by wearing a sunscreen. There are so many sunscreens out there. There, people say, oh, I hate sunscreen because it's sticky. You, you haven't looked very far. You haven't researched. You, there, there are so many. You could find one that you would like, and that, that might change your life. So, I Do you know what was very interesting? I spoke to a, an expert about this recently, and I was talking about facial SPF, Mm -hmm. And I had a couple in front of me and like this, I was on a call and I said, oh, I made a bit of a mistake. This is, this is like a holiday facial SPF. This is the daily one with the tint in. And <laughs> she basically said, what is the difference? What is the difference? Yeah. And it had, I honestly, and I think it's because of marketing, but if something's got more holiday style packaging on, I assume that's a holiday SPF, but actually the fundamental SPF is not something that is different if you're no, using it daily it's not um i think for holiday maybe you would want one that was a bit more adhesive on the skin so it's a bit more water resistant maybe whereas you know for general strolling around town or whatever you get others which are a lovely cosmetic texture so they're more like just a really nice moisturizer but they're giving you that protection um yeah, there's there's one I was looking at recently, which is which is fab. I've got it on the on on the website, which is like a presented like a cosmetic, it's like a foundation in a compact, um, and you wipe it on. And, and I I have difficulty in thinking of that as a holiday sunscreen, though I know in fact it's brilliant because 
it's mineral sunscreen and it's smushed up with lots of silicons, which lots of people won't like silicons, but I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with silicons and it gives you a lovely finish and it helps it adhere really well to the skin. And it's also waterproof for like um, 80 minutes or something wow. or water resistant. So I suppose the one thing I wouldn't like with that is if I were to dive into a pool and then wipe my face on a towel and all this <laughs> into stuff. But um, apart from that, it would make a really good holiday sunscreen. And there are some which I can't remember now. Is it Shiseido had that amazing technology in their sunscreens? Like the which, mesh. Is where the they, when you start sweating, it actually binds in more closely mm. to the skin. You don't lose it. So the, the sunscreens, it, it's extraordinary, the technology. And when it's well formulated, you know, it's, it's very wearable. So, yeah, I would I would say sunscreen all the time just because also on the backs of your hands, uh, because that, again, like you were saying, with people who find suddenly their skin seems to have gone wrong. Oh, oh, should we should come back to that? Because that's hormones as well. If you, if you got the strength, <laughs> the, the final rule. So then once you've protected it, yeah, then, then support it with lifestyle stuff because sleeping enough, uh, eating well, getting enough exercise all has a huge impact on our skin and gut uh, and microbiome which i've barely touched on in the book you know that is you you know you've done lots on this you know this it's huge and then the indulge bit because it should be fun you know mm. this is just a, a grim old another thing to have to get through in the day it's it's and it's lovely we all feel a bit better if we find the time to sit back with a face mask on it's about the one time you don't do anything isn't it yeah um so yeah so, so that's one of the only re- I'm not a big fan of sheet masks but one of the only reasons I ever keep them and use them is if I actually need to stay seated for 10 minutes because that even if they clip behind your ear you know they've got the thing with the ear hole I'm more likely to sort of recline at a 45 degree angle with a with a sheet mask on whereas if I just put a you know a cream mask on I'll walk around and do stuff okay it's a way of anchoring myself <laughs> Yeah, I love the, um, there are these um, hydrating biocellulose masks you can get just packed with lots of hyaluronic acid. And those work quite well under a red light mask. I've got this knockout one called the Dermalux, which is a, it's a medical device. You know, it, it, it genuinely works. It's made massive improvements in it's my skin. It's the one that looks like a, looks like a, poop, a poop. Yeah, Caroline's got one, hasn't she? She has. Yeah. You can take it out of the it's moorings and it's a bit creaky but take it up downstairs and then I'll lie on it for my achy back for um you know while watching telly or uh, you know you could could can bend it around your ankles if you've got got niggling joints or and anyone can use it you just red light you just need to keep using it enough but if you use a hydrogel mask under that it really um helps the hydration settle into the skin and gives you a nice measurable boost Okay, right. So uh, you mentioned hormones then, which is something I wanted to talk to you about. I also want to talk to you about at-home devices, because for me, I feel like somebody who's quite good with their skincare, if they're not going to go from that into a clinic immediately, they're going to uh, navigate that journey by perhaps using some of these at-home devices, which is what I'm doing now. For example, I'm using the new face. But before we get to that, bearing in mind time-wise, hormones that's not really a, a small little nugget of info is it it's totally massive and um but it impacts on skin more than i think people allow and 
along with the the way the face ages, the way we lose the fat pads in our face, they all start to shrivel with age. And that's where we notice the skin hanging loose. We're also losing bone mass from the bony arches of the face, the arch around the forehead, the arch around the cheek, the arch around the chin. All that is starting to shrink on the inside. So the skin is hanging loose and then it becomes more apparent the skin is looking dry or it's got age spots or that rough texture on it. Um, that's what people really start noticing. But that is usually in your 40s when your hormone levels start tailing off. I mean, the menopause usually hits around, you know, average. It's, it's hard to say averages, but it's around 50, 52. But there's a long run up to the menopause. Which, I mean, people are at least talking about this these days, which they certainly weren't 20, 30 years ago. Um, but it's still seems to take people completely by surprise. And one of my girlfriends saying to me, um, where I was talking about all of this, this is uh, years ago, I, I'd started taking bioidentical hormones just to sort of, because I was clearly hormonally on a slide. Um, and she was absolutely astonished by this. And he went, why, why do we not all talk about it? Why is it such a revelation that these things affect, you know, everything, our mood and whatever. But getting back to the skin, it, it has a huge effect, particularly once your oestrogen levels start to drop off. That's the, f- that's the fat, isn't it? Lose your oestrogen, your fat pads go. Um, no, the collagen, really. It's, oh. it, um, if you look at a graph of collagen production in the skin, it declines very steadily over time. Um, sorry for the benefit of listeners, I'm now making graph like in <laughs> which Ems can see what you can't. And, uh, and, and it goes like this. And then when you hit the menopause, it... it it kind of falls off a cliff. It's like a car running into a wall, as one doctor graphically put it to me. <laughs> Think, um, and so you think, how can, and, and I know not hormone supplementation isn't appropriate for everybody and you can't um, have HRT or bioidentical hormones if, if you've had an estrogen-related cancer. And it, and it so depends on what people want to do, what they're prepared to try, and it's expensive. But, I mean, it is the last thing I would stop doing after all the skincare I would give up first because it just has the most massive impact. If you've got that oestrogen, you can make more collagen and elastin and everything else in the skin, and your skin retains some of that freshness and radiance, which otherwise it it gets thinner and it gets less good at holding onto water and it gets drier and it starts to look like, you know, we all know what, kind of old skin looks like it's that that dry thin flat papery look it doesn't reflect the light it looks like it's got no life to it um and hormone supplementation will go a long way to picking that up um probably more than any any cosmetic will do though clearly moisturizer helps as Mm. does the rest but, you know, so, so this is this is why the retinoids are useful. They, they are stimulating collagen production in the skin. You know, almost any tweakment you care to name, its ultimate aim is to stimulate collagen production in the skin because we need to push fat and challenge it and pr- try and provoke it into more action if we're going to support the skin over time. Um, so, I mean, there are some really clever creams out now. I'm trying to think. Is it Mpel, Mpele? Um, which I think is in the book, and I must look this up and send you the details for the show notes, but it's able to convince the skin to act like it's still got oestrogen in it. Oh. Um, so you get that kind of renewal and whatever. 
So there are some um, very clever ranges for menopause and postmenopausal skin. I think Venn is, an, is another one, which yeah. um, they will attempt to mimic what the skin has lost, though I would also suggest what I'd normally say is just carry on with the antioxidants and vitamin Cs with the glycolic acid. You know, that, that will stimulate collagen production over time. That will take down pigmentation. That will hydrate your skin from within because that's what hydroxy acids do. And also the retinoids because they will do all that as well. Um, push and nudge and stimulate the skin. Also, it's got to be a long game. It's not... Uh, some which I throw in just because somebody was asking me on a live the other day. They, they said, my skin's red and peeling from a retinoid. Do I push on through? <laughs> no, <laughs> your skin is protesting. It is in pain. It's inflamed. Just back off, back yeah. off and let it calm down before you go again and go more slowly. So, you know, it, 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 it is a long game. Um, but hormone supplementation you know if if it suits you it's fab and it's not something just to get you through the the sort of difficult ups and downs of the menopause you can absolutely continue with it after that i've got friends in their late 60s who absolutely swear by it says it keeps them sharp i shall now not click my fingers at the camera because i won't get <laughs> but uh, you know firing on all cylinders uh evening out the, the mood swings plus um getting some of that bounce and glow back into the skin. Though, if you can't do that, Profilo, injectable Profilo is, is the next best thing. Inje uh, Profilo's uh, inject hyaluronic acid injections, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It, it's it's um, an injectable, like an injectable moisturiser. It's uh, a very fluid form of hyaluronic acid and it's injected into the skin. It spreads just under the skin and it will support all those processes that your skin is trying to do from making elastin and collagen, um, that, that better hydration. It's it's properly classed as a uh, a, a skin bio bio remodeling agent. Ah. I think it, it's it's creating genuine change within the skin. And but what it can do in older skin, which will otherwise have a tendency to start looking a bit flat and dry, is give it back some of that radiance and glow, which is what becomes so elusive once you're past your your mid 40s but this is why it's so good to speak to you because if we're talking about skin fundamentally is going to change whether yeah. or not you've been investing in your skincare both time-wise and with money or with research or you haven't wherever you're at you can have you can make a positive impact totally absolutely at any age it's never too late to start either that's that's the thing i get some people saying to me oh well it's not worth bothering now and if it totally totally is you can support it now you can um, improve the condition the strength of it the resilience of it and you can prevent future damage and it will look better going forward it'll look better it'll be healthy it'll work better you know then then you know, you feel better as a result because, you know, ultimately it all comes back to skin health. You know, that's what you want. This, this is our barrier protecting us from the outside world, preventing our delicate insides from just drying out in the world we, we find ourselves in. And if it's not in good shape, if it's dry, if it's letting water out, it's not doing its job properly. And, you know, you can support that really easily and then it's just more comfortable to to be in. Now, very quickly, because I know our time <laughs> together is drawing to an end, but... Things like New Face, things yes. like LED masks. So I have been using New Face for a little while. I mm -hmm. really like it. Uh, but I started using uh, an LED mask, so it's red light. 
Mm-hmm. And it freaked me out because I took it off and then for about five minutes, the world looked quite green. <laughs> and I thought, hmm. Yeah, they, you probably should be wearing eye protection with it, even though it's probably one that's got eye holes cut in it and they'll say it doesn't um, really affect the eye. But I think that's debatable. It depends who you talk to, mm. as always. But um, I don't know. I don't know if there are any long-term studies on this, but... Yeah, I mean, the one I've got, you, it's definitely it's medical grade. You definitely have to wear goggles with it. Um, and still, yeah, the world, the world has to come back into focus quite slowly after that. But red light, and it's a difficult one because I have loved the cheaper sort of home use masks. But the more I have my ear bent by the scientists at the top of the field who, you know, they say, well, Alice, if you knew the first thing about photonics, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and explain about how um, the technology it's got to be. It's not just about how many lights. It's not just about how powerful they are. They've got to be a really specific wavelength. They've got to be really good quality lights. Um, and the legislation has been changed in this area. I think most of these machines are working off the legislation that was around 2006, 2008. But the regulations have changed so that from a couple of years ago, it's taking a while to come actually through into practice, the machines will need to prove that they can offer particular benefits Uh. uh, in order to be allowed to be on the market. And the ones which are medical devices um, which are medically proven to help with psoriasis or um, muscle pains or whatever, they will be fine. The rest will slowly be cleared out. So, um, which I find really tricky to say because I've been a huge fan and um, user of these other home use masks, but I'm not actually sure that they do everything they say you know I ask for studies some of them will send me studies some of those studies show some vaguely interesting things but not actually what I'm asking which is did this light on its own make a measurable difference in the skin it's all very well saying if you use a hydrating mask that improves hydration (laughs) but that's not (laughs) can you not see that's not the same thing it doesn't actually show what I'm asking um then if you know some people get great results with them which is which is fab, but you know one has to question it and try and go back and ask what the more scientific evidence is. What about it. something like New Face then? Because that's the <laughs> lifting and stimulating. I really like it. Yeah, New Face is you know a microcurrent technology, so it's waking up the the muscles in your face and toning them with a very low level microcurrent because people then say is it safe and you think it is i mean you can feel it flickering away and you use it with a conductive gel don't you a kind of Mm. hyaluronic acid based gel and then there's lots of arguments online people say you can just use aloe vera gel and the brand will say that is not sufficient or you know i think you could probably use any cheap hyaluronic acid based serum though i don't know again that might be that's not official advice um I like it because if I've had, so what it's doing, it's tightening the the muscles, just reminding them of what they should be doing. And it helps pick up the contours of the face. And it's also improving the circulation. And I think it's really good for lymphatic drainage as well. Just those motions you're making. So I find when there's a morning, I had to do some filming in the summer on a 
Sunday lunchtime and I had been out with friends the night before it was supposed to be just a, an afternoon out but it had been quite a big night out oh, well, yes. I, <laughs> I don't think that went honestly but I woke up at six o'clock in the morning course, thinking oh what's happened <laughs> dry mouth <laughs> I think oh no you know forage down here eye bags like whatever he, <gasps> I can't I've got 20 close-up videos I've got to do at lunchtime so it was like pints of water lying under that red light device <laughs> meditating with a mask on and <laughs> new face like you've never seen it like I, I was really really thorough also because there's a little one called the fix yeah it is really good for under eyes you just have to be patient and you work at it and it helps the circulation and it will flatten eye bags or at least it'll flatten this one which I don't know if it's showing up this morning but this is this is um, my bet noir at the moment and um and by lunchtime, by lunchtime, yeah, I looked okay. I looked absolutely okay. My brain wasn't entirely there, poor cameraman. You know, so I think we need to do that one again. But you looked great. <laughs> but mm, it shows a bit on some of the videos. But but I find it's really good for that. And also it, it will pick up the eyebrows. You know, And people then always say, well, how long does it last? And you think long enough for me to want to do it again. But what you should yes. really do is use it every day and yeah. it's not this is the trouble with any device because people there's these lovely radio frequency devices as well like um the sensi lift it's got a little massagey head which which creeps pinching about up and down your face i'm now doing pinching motions with my fingers <laughs> which is not very good for the listeners is it hi lovely listeners but it um delivers radio frequency energy which will kind of shrink wrap and tighten the skin by heating it up um, with a massaging motion as well and that only needs to be used like five minutes per area per week when you've got something that's like 15 minutes a night I think no I'm never going to do that but new face if you do nine passes either side of the neck nine on this bit of the face nine on each side of your forehead you know you still get through it in about five minutes totally um, and the thing I noticed is after I started using it was I went I was taking my makeup off one day and I was doing faces and I my the way that my forehead crumpled rumpled was different it seemed more solid in the middle and I thought and I actually thought if I had Botox I thought of course I would happen because I would know <laughs> Although, although there is a kind of treatment, treatment amnesia. I was listening to the, uh, the Beauty Guinea Pig um, podcast, or the Guinea Pig podcast. You know, um, and Marion Zamani. And Fiona has this extraordinary treatment amnesia where she she reckons nothing has been done, and then it, it takes the doctor or the notes to remind her. Fiona, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but I'm sure you went because she said it on on very recently on a podcast where they think, oh yes, you had that. Oh yes, actually, and you had the other. But no, you would you would know. Um, there's a a video I did 18 months ago or so on my IGTV with um, Kate, who is one of the head trainers for New Face. She was visiting the UK, and her face is fantastic. And that is all she has used by way of anti aging on it. Um, and she is a really good ad for it. I you know I'm a kind of fair weather user. I'm not paid to say this. I I, I hasten to add, mm-hmm. um, but. I do, I do like it. And I find it's very, it's a very manageable thing, and, and it's, it's. I find it as, it's a helping hand. You know, when I need yeah. help, uh, there it is. And think, right. But now, it wouldn't be the thing that you would use on its own. You would have good skincare as well. Oh, totally. Skincare absolutely first before all else. You mm. know that first, and then, 
Yeah, I mean, some of my friends have had really great results with these home use radio frequency devices. There's one called Tripolar, the Tripolar Stop. Um, again, you know, it's heating up the skin. Then there's this Sensi Lift, the pinchy one. Um, people like um, Trini loves the uh, the Face Gym um, device, which it looks like a sort of long and thing with two antennae on the on the top. That's electrical muscle stimulation, which is very slightly different from microcurrent, but it's basically doing the same things, tweaking the muscles into action. What other kinds of things do you get for home use devices? I mean, it, it's got to be something that you are prepared to use. The one thing about the new face that some people say they use it watching telly, but it beeps every five seconds to remind you to move to a new area. And if you try and do that watching telly with anybody else, nice <laughs> absolutely mad. And I haven't ever worked out how to disable it. Um, I do it after I exercise, before I get I, in the shower. And it's that's just it's easy then. It's a question of it's a question of sort of working it in, isn't it? Um the whole family spent the summer reading this book called Atomic Habits. I oh, I love by James Clear. Amazing yeah. book. Oh, fab. So it's all about trying to work out making a habit simple and achievable and attractive um, <laughs> and stacking them one on top of another. But th so that's a really good thing to do after exercise because you're amazingly consistent with your exercise, aren't you? Well, it depends how I feel. Well, I'll always do something in the morning. So, um, yes, I'm consistent in that way. So, but some mornings it will just be like 20 minutes of wake up yoga <laughs> and another yeah, morning still, it will be still, that would, hardcore. That would, in Atomic Habits, um, that would absolutely count. But so where to slide the new face into or other device into your regime? It just needs to be something that, you know, you can do because these, these things aren't cheap, you know, so you've got to, there's no good using it twice and then saying, oh, it doesn't work. You know, you've got to, got to really give it a go. There's a there's another new one I've been sent. I've got to have a look at the Foreo Bear. Have you seen that? That's I've my, heard about it. I've heard it about this one. Looks like you hold it and 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 roll it. There are some incredibly expensive ones for doing the neck, which I can't believe do what they're claiming. But I'm going to give them a go. I actually quite like. I mean, it's not for um, not really anything in this particular area. I don't think. But the Foreo, the UFO. I mm. actually really like that, and I don't know because it's got the it's got the light therapy, but it's got white light, purple light, blue light, light blue light, amber light, orange light, it, pink light. It's got all sorts, but it does heat up, it does cool down, and it does vibrate, and mm. it's a really nice experience for just honestly, just for putting a load of hyaluronic. I prefer it in actual fact to a sheet mask but to push the hyaluronic to push hyaluronic in, yeah. Okay, yeah. No, what else have I got to ask? Is this one called B Glow, which I had as in B E, then hyphen probably glow, and it's got it's a vibrating cleanser thing. But if you take that cleanser pad off, there's a a smooth um, metal pad, and again, that is sonic pulses for pushing in pushing in serum. It's really nice because it slightly disrupts the skin barrier, doesn't it? So it gets things a bit deeper. But anything like that, which you will actually use. Um, you know, I, I know some people swear by the, you know, Sarah Chapman's spiky roller thing along mm. the jaw. I've never got into that, but I know people who who love it. So, um, yeah. And Foreo, I was trying to think, the, the, their latest cleansing brush, Luna, 
three or whatever because all these things are app connected now so and that makes it really helpful because i think then there's more of a chance that you'll use it yeah because what that's got well it's got a cleansing app regime i do not need an app to tell me how That's to cleanse but if you turn the thing round, it's got a ridge side which you can use with moisturizer oil whatever and it's got um several different massage routines where it says do this and think, okay th- this i do need help with otherwise i'll think boring boring and start skipping it but if if you follow along um so i think that's really interesting um it, it's all the interplay of where They've got these devices, the tech, plus our habits and routines and self-care rituals. It's all, um, anyway, it's what, it's what makes this whole area just so fab to be working in. There's so much novelty and innovation the whole time. I could honestly talk to you for another four hours and I don't think we would cover everything. <laughs> one day, one day when we can get to meet up. You are the person that I feel guilty about most in lockdown because we were due to meet. Do you remember I texted you and said, shall yeah. we meet for a coffee? And then yeah. lockdown happened. And I think I cancelled or postponed and said, oh, can we do it another time? Oh, and uh, every time I see you, or every time I see something come on Instagram, I think, oh, I missed out on the chance to see her in March. For goodness sake, for goodness sake, we will meet again. We will meet again. It, it, it's just, we've just got to get through all this, haven't we? But anyway, look, we it's will. been... So- it's been brilliant. It has been brilliant. And honestly, Alice is genuinely what you know and the and that everyone can hear from the conversation we've just had. You're so thorough and so all of your knowledge is so interconnected. It's and you are you have a very, very unique knowledge base. So I really appreciate you being so generous with your time and sharing it with us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening. I do hope you enjoyed that conversation. If you would like to get in touch with me, please don't be shy. Email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com or you can always DM me on social media where I am at Emma Guns on Instagram and Twitter or you can click the link in the show notes which can be found wherever it is that you are streaming and downloading this episode and you can join the closed Facebook group. It is closed. You do have to answer questions and you do have to agree to the forum rules but once you do, there are thousands of us in there talking about all sorts. Honestly, I couldn't even list the topics because there are so many. All you need to know is it's a wonderful, supportive place and I cannot wait to see you there. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you on the next one. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.